Three in a row. I feel like we've earned a day off. Nailed it. I this is I Duolingo would be celebrating us with a little owl dance. There'd be little fireworks things going off. Yeah. That's I mean that's I don't know. It's supposed to I say right. I'm awake, you know. What, yeah. Well, he may not be after today because apparently Armageddon's <laughs> blowing through according to the weather. Oh. So. We just have overcast today. We have death from above. I see. Frogs and stuff, crickets, whatever. Yeah. But if you want to hear something good, here's a quick message from today's sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at some Paris. Did you know that Active Directory is exploited in 9 out of 10 cyber attacks? Once cyber criminals control your Active Directory, it is game over. With access to Active Directory, attackers can gain control of your entire network, and if AD goes down, business comes to a halt. And it's not just on-premises Active Directory that's under attack. Cyber criminals are targeting Azure Active Directory too. Attackers can gain entry in the cloud and move to on-premises identity systems or vice versa. To keep threat actors out, you need to find and fix Active Directory security gaps. Meet Purple Knight, your ally in defending against adversaries trying to breach your hybrid Active Directory environment. Purple Knight is a free Active Directory security assessment tool built by Semperis Identity Experts. With Purple Knight, you can spot Active Directory vulnerabilities before attackers do. Purple Knight scans your hybrid environment for hundreds of indicators of exposure or compromise in both on-premises Active Directory and Azure AD. Purple Knight gives you an overall security score and prioritizes remediation guidance for fixing AD security vulnerabilities. Ready to reduce your Active Directory attack surface? Download Purple Knight, the number one Active Directory security vulnerability assessment tool. Brad, what's mm -hmm. more time-consuming than waiting for a train going by an intersection? Waiting for a train going through an intersection behind a school bus. Ooh. School buses have to stop at the train track. They do. Every single time. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are a lot of school buses. Today's little, the more you know, rainbow. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got that going on. You got that going on. The Surface Dock, whatever they're calling it. Um, it's now official. <laughs> yep. out Not Surface Dock 3, but Okay. Surface Thunderbolt 4 dock. I mean, it's basically saying that Surface Connect is... It's, it's done. It's lived a life. It's well, yeah. I mean, I, there's still the question of whether they could have done a Surface Connect with Thunderbolt 4 USB 4 capabilities, mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people would like, for you know, for all the reasons people like Surface Connect. But, yeah, I think it's fair to say it's a USB-C world and we're just living in it, you know? So there's a little... Uh... Interesting tidbit if you kind of look at this thing. I mean, mm -hmm. aside the fact that Surface Connect, you know, now it's, we know it's done. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, this thing, if you use it with the Surface Laptop Studio 2, which is their new high-end flagship laptop, Paul Thrott, from Microsoft, the okay. Surface Thunderbolt 4 dock, also made by Microsoft, cannot charge the Surface Laptop Studio oh, 2. Is it because it needs more than 96 watts or whatever the uh, That's is. my guess. Like it'll function as a dock, but it says that it will not charge it. And I'm guessing that to your point that under load, it's drawing more power uh, than that. How many times are they going to do this? There was a service book where this was the case too, yes. right? It's, I think it's Same the one I'm using I right think, now. Book three. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, guys. Well, at least it's $300, you know? <laughs> 
it's a nice dock as long as you don't need to use your high-end laptop with it. Nice dock if you're into black bricks. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, well, it's a good home defense weapon. I mean, those cords are usually pretty robust. Yeah. Actually, you could probably swing it on its cord and use it like a medieval type of weapon. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I look, it's fine. You know, I that what you just said is, of course, like so goofy. Because, you know, what you want when you spend the most money is to have to plug in two things. Right. Uh, but, oh well. Here okay. comes the train, Brad. Can you hear the train? I cannot Somebody hear the train. the train. The microphone is muting it. We got a stupid high end microphone. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, it's a joyous sound under the Lord. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Outlook, the. Yep. Not the app, but the web interface that they've now put into a web wrapper that is not no longer native to the desktop. Wow, OS. which one might describe as an app, but yes, yes. go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, uh, yeah, yeah. Now supports the Gmail accounts. So. Yeah, no, I, every six months or so, they add like one feature to this thing, and eventually <laughs> um, it will just be ready for consumption, I guess. I, I like it, by the way. Yeah. I just did a little uh, quick overview of the mail and calendar apps for that hands on windows podcast. And I mentioned, I, so I installed this app and I don't have that update yet, but it is, I know people who use like full on outlook are freaking out over this thing, but compared to mail, mail and calendar, mm. it's not bad. Like I could picture using this thing. Maybe yeah, I know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's, I, mean, I can picture it's all kinds email. of things. It's been a long time since I've had an outlook icon on my taskbar, but that is true. You never know. They should bring back Outlook Express. That's all I'm I was, saying. It's, it's kind of it kind of it is Outlook is. Express, right? It's like mail and new, what do they call the thing? Uh, Windows Live Mail or whatever. Oh, it's kind yeah. of, it, it, well, or whatever yeah. that thing was. It was. It's kind of like that, right? I mean, I mean, it kind of is, I guess. Except less configuring of your own servers and. The one thing Microsoft has to figure out. This also came up during the same podcast. Is uh, during my kind of build up to it. There's a real problem, and and I. This is a problem Microsoft's making and a problem of Microsoft's fixing. I just don't understand why it's not fixed. If you use what used to be called the Office app or the Office 365 app or whatever it used to be called, now it's the Microsoft 365 app, or you use the new Outlook and you want to launch like an app that's in the little sidebar or whatever, it usually launches the web app even when you have the app app on your computer. Oh, fantastic. And, yeah. And it's 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 a weird one, like and and it's not a hundred percent true of everything. Like I think if you launch to do from either of those, it actually launches the to do app. Mm. But if you launch Word, Excel, PowerPoint, it launches the web app, even if you have the real apps. And guys, seriously, you need to figure this this out. Like this is this is like one oh one. I haven't looked into this. I'm not gonna. I don't mean to make the point. Like even I could write that code, but I, probably like. Um, the fact that Microsoft is not doing that correctly is weird to me. It's a problem. So, there you go. A little, yeah. a little switch. Just tell me which one you want. You know, yeah. I want to use the desktop app. Can't agree. Quirks and features. That could be a whole Microsoft like description. Just, yeah, it's really, uh, yeah, it's regressions are us, you know, it's, um, it's little bits of like obvious functionality that should be in a 1.0 product. And it's weird how often they miss that bar. Yeah. I was actually a bit surprised with loop, which, uh, yeah, is lacking, another right example, actually missing a lot. Now they're supposedly they're coming. Cause I've started DMing somebody who, after I asked about it, like keyboard mm -hmm. shortcuts, right? There's right. A, like new page, new sub page. Those are really important Apply keyboard headache, shortcuts, right? 
Not which bad. actually you may know. So I watched at the gym. I rewatched um, the loop introduction video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 12 minutes long or something. And it's, you know, I'm on my phone and I'm like, you know, going up and down. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I, there's no, you know, go back 30 seconds, but I couldn't rehear it. But one of the issues I have with Notion is that it's really hard after you've written text to apply a style to it. Yes. There's no, in, you know, Microsoft Word, you know, control alt one or something will give it a headache one, right? Um, in Notion, you have to click on that little six pack menu thing and, mm-hmm. you know, change to whatever it is. And, you know, whatever, that's fine. But I like to, you know, I'm writing. I want to, I want to yeah, use keyboard, keyboard. shortcuts. I thought I, I I thought the guy said something. I got to go look this up. I thought he said maybe you know that there's a way to apply a style to text easily, uh, which is maybe not the shortcut I just asked for, but hmm. something. Do you, does that sound familiar? Well, I mean, you can do the slash command, but that's no, no. I mean, after the fact. In other words, yeah. you've written some words, and now you're like, I, I want this to be a heading, or I want this to be whatever. It doesn't matter what you want it to be, hmm. a bullet point or something. See, um, I don't do a lot of styling. I yeah, I'm a big bullet point. Mm-hmm. person yeah and, and, then, and you tend to do those ahead of time anyway right you write the dash and it just gets so that's all automatic yeah and then all right this I is need something pages. i need to look into but i feel like loop is going to ship in a 1.0 form with lots of th- missing things like that and i would call this kind of a lack of detail orientation like i'm i accept that we need to move on from the old way of doing things but i mm-hmm. think one of the ways we do that is to provide those people with a path forward and Microsoft these days tends to do that about a year to 18 months later, right? If enough people complain about a taskbar entry for task manager not being there, they, they'll fix it eventually. Or Gmail know. and Outlook. Map. Yeah, no, that's a great 18. example. I mean, mm. no, but this is very typical these days, yeah. right? So I, uh, I'm i not a fan of this kind of software. Yeah, but ship it fast, ship it often. That's the. They don't ship it fast, though. They, how long has this Outlook thing been in development? How no, long that has is true. Loop been in <laughs> development? You know, I mean, honestly, it's like slip it, ship it slow, and then eh, we'll see. Ship it slow, ship it late. I don't know. Ship it poorly. It's not really ship fast it only to and some fluid, people. is it? Fast and fluid. This is more like congested. Or otherwise backed up. <laughs> 